It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Michael Moore, and we're in another fabulous Buckhead day. As you can always imagine, every day in the Buckhead community is a good one. we got Rich Casanova here on the on the keyboards today, literally. He's uh, <laughs> adjusting. We had an open house last night, and we I think some of the kids came in and adjusted all the buttons for us. But uh, good to be with you today. We've got three phenomenal guests today. We're going to take you through some things which will let you understand what we're going to be doing with our educational program to get the next best employees. We're going to talk about the the lights and the systems and the offices and where we're supposed to be doing things. And then we're going to talk about how to make uh, uh, everything work in your business right. So we'll have three different guests this morning. So it's going to be a great, great day in Buckhead. We're brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. This is called the Buckhead Business Show for a reason. We're here to help the people who are doing business in Buckhead. And we say unabashedly, if you live here, if you love it here, if you work here, if you just think it's a cool place to be in Buckhead. We're glad to be with you this morning. The Pro Business Channel, of course, is, uh, as the middle name says, we're just pro business. There's just nothing else to it about it. So let's start off this morning with uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, Kevin is with GreenSense now, and that's going to immediately get those sustainability people all fired up. So, hey, uh, Trevor Smith. Yeah, me, Michael. I'm going, I got three, I got three <laughs> names that they've sitting at the table. So Trevor Smith has just changed his name to be Trevor. Trevor, Trevor is with Green Sense, and Green Sense helps uh, people with their LED lighting. I understand that a great real estate background brought you to look into how to help your clients, and that's really what brought you to Green Sense, who had been a client, and you'd helped out with, uh, with new spaces. So, Trevor, I'll let you give your own bio and background, but I'll let you also talk about uh, some of the things we need to look at every day as we look at the uh, real estate cost of just doing businesses, new businesses. Sure. Well, thank you for having me on this morning. Do I sound? You sound great. Good. You okay, sound cool. great. It always sounds weird in your head. Well, it does. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's why we have two ears. We hear twice as right. much right as we yeah. think we should when we have headsets on. I've uh, been in Atlanta since 2010, graduated from the University of Mississippi with a uh, real estate finance degree. So got into commercial real estate, did that for six years as a tenant rep, uh, and GreenSense was a client of mine. They really wanted to build their commercial business from an LED like retrofit, new construction opportunities. And I said, I said, hey, guys, I've got everybody in my phone you need to meet. I've been in real estate for six years, you know, doing things in the industrial and office markets around Atlanta. And it seemed to be a, a natural fit. So came over to Green Sense a year and a half ago and have really been rocking and rolling ever since. Um, we we're, we're do lots of warehouse retrofits, office buildings. Uh, I'll give you an example. We did an office building down by College Park. So they've got, as, as we have in here, uh, T8 fluorescents. So you swap those out for LEDs. You cut down on the kilowatts that you use per hour. Uh, we're able to save that landlord 57 cents per square foot. So that may not sound like a lot, but if you've got a half a million square foot building, it adds up really quick. I, I can I can do the commas and the zeros there yeah. pretty well. I think I can get that <laughs> idea. So talk about you just, you know, that's a great number, 57 cents per square foot. But in terms of, uh, I'm just a poor country boy that knows a little bit of accounting, but how, what does that relate to maybe in a, in a percentage savings on the electrical bill for that? Right. So uh, in an office setting, it's pretty easy because here in Georgia, you know, HVAC and, and lighting are all electric on your electric bill. In the Northeast, your heating can be on the gas sure. and stuff. So. But in general, uh, so an office user can save 25 to 30% off their total utility bill uh, here in the South. 
So that's about one one fourth or one third of their their expense in that line. And that's a pretty significant right. line. Now I know there's some unique technology that you use. You you mentioned uh, the the LEDs. Most people don't understand those bright flashlights that they sell as tack lights, but they run on a DC current, as I understand. So that's not like Georgia Power sends to our house or our building, right? So LED stands for light emitting diode, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a really bad uh, mis miscommunication misunderstanding with with LED when you when someone doesn't really understand what that is, they, they think automatically the bright, harsh blue gas station lights. You know, you go into an office building, hey, we want to convert you to LED. No, 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 we don't want that bright blue light. Um, there actually is, it's called a Kelvin color scale. So anywhere from, we get a bulb that's like 2700 or 2400 Kelvin, which is a degree of the light, which it'd be like a warm Edison bulb, kind of yellowish orange, all the way up to a 6K or 6000 Kelvin that bright blue white um, sounds like a landing light on an airplane to me what's that a landing light on an airplane oh, yeah. to me or a porsche coming at you real fast uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny you actually bring up porsche we just completed a job at their uh, north american headquarters we retrofitted their entire parking garage over to led finished it last week i'm actually headed down there uh later this afternoon we're, we're doing a couple more projects down there it's pretty neat well, not, not to use that name, Porsche, which is a two-syllable word, as we it, say. Yes. Uh, <laughs> They're very now, adamant about that, that. That plant was only built, I mean, that plant, that warehouse, so then that, that you said parking garage, excuse me, that parking garage was only built about two years ago. So that whole facility, you're And you're correct. already converting it? So, so when well, the architect, yeah, mm-hmm, this is a great. Ahead. This, this is how you do your business. We're going to go there now. So yeah, keep, so this keep is going. a great thing to bring up. So when the architects were planning out the design for the building that was built and finished like two years ago, mm-hmm. LED technology Financially didn't make sense. Uh, in the past 24 months, it has dropped dramatically. So four years ago, that bulb above you, which is a T8, so four foot T8, it would have cost 140, 160 bucks. I can sell that bulb now for twelve dollars. Well, it sounds like you just made the major point where people need to look and consider. First of all, we don't have the harsh light you talked about, but second of all, we can do a significant savings. And I'm assuming LEDs last as long or longer than a regular fluorescent bulb. So. Much longer. Talk about, oh, so, longer. So. Yeah, much longer. We've got we've so, got some fixtures. It's called an integrated fixture, which actually doesn't have a bulb. They're rated for what's called uh, a typical rating would be an L70 100,000 hours. So L70 means 70% of the original light output from day one will be there after 100,000 hours of use. So, and we actually have one that's 200,000. So if you use <laughs> that, if you use that fixture, turn it on, it's good for 22 and a half years. Just 22 and a half? Yeah. <laughs> so if you, we can take a 1,000-watt metal halide bulb and replace it with 200-watt LED fixture. So that's you're amazing. saving 800 kilowatts. If you're burning that, you know, 8,360, whatever the 24-7 number is per year, that's a lot of, that's a lot of money. So in terms of uh, not having to replace the bulbs as often, that's, that's a maintenance savings. In terms of not having to give Oglethorpe Power or Georgia Power all the money, uh, that's a saving. So what are some other reasons people would really want to consider? Now, you've talked about the quality of the type of the temperature of the lighting and all those technical terms. Talk about in terms of the person that th- that's doing the work at the desk or person driving sure. the forklift. Yeah, so studies have shown, and there are plenty of studies out there, that um, employee uh, health and employee just work ability improves because there's a – the the fluorescence we have here, they put off a UV radiation. So LED – has zero UV radiation, and you feel like you're out in the, the sun in natural light. So, you know, people take a break from their office building and go outside just to feel better, take a call. 
Well, you get that natural light with the LED. So it's proven that workforce improves. Uh, people don't miss work near as much. And in retail, it's really neat. Um, they find that people spend 30% more if the store has LED lighting. Ooh. <laughs> so let me see. I save 25% on the lighting, and they spend 30% more in the store. Sign me up. It's a win-win. <laughs> Sign me up. So, you know, you talked about being a real commercial real estate guy. I guess your allies are the com- commercial real estate guys that are looking looking at their owners who want to improve, improve their margin, improve their service, improve whatever else. So you're a sales guy, right? I am, I am a sales guy, a national sales director for Green Sense. Well, in terms of uh, companies like yourself, what makes you unique, or does everybody have the opt- option of getting LED lights now? Uh, how, how oh, they do. It? I mean, you can get them in your home. Uh, we, we focus more on the commercial side uh, at a large scale because we're a, a turnkey solution. So a business owner says, hey, here's my building. We'll come in, do a full lighting audit, say here's what your current situation is. Here's a couple of different options with LED. Run them through the whole metrics, payback, um, any federal or local incentives. So Georgia Power actually has a rebate program that they will pay you to upgrade to LED and lower your own power bill. Oh, now you've just added the third component. People yeah. buy more, they save more. <laughs> now, now Georgia Power will pay me to change my light bulbs? It is. It's incredible. So I've been doing about a year and a half, and we look at proposals for so many companies. I think I've seen two or three that were more than a two-year payback. Almost like over 95% of the proposals we look at are less than a two-year payback, and a lot of them are, you know, 12 to 16 months. Wow, this is amazing. That's like like the life of a banana now, <laughs> two years. So we're, we're in good shape. Well, Trevor, it's been a pleasure to have you here today. Green Sense, I think we uh, – I'm glad to hear that Porsche has upgraded. Uh, that, that really makes me feel better about uh, going down to the, the next event I go to at Porsche headquarters there. So when I park in the parking lot, I'll have n- warmer, nicer light that there they don't go. have to replace for how many years? 22 and a half years. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a long yeah. time. Yeah. We'll, we'll have different level of Porsches by then. So, Trevor, thanks for being with us today on the Buckhead Business Show. Now we're going to move on to our next guest, I guess. Well, oh, before we do, Trevor, how do they get in touch with you at Green Sense? Let me get your contact info yeah. on the area for us. Uh, Green Sense, Trevor Smith. My email is tsmith as in Trevor Smith, at Green Sense, like Money Sense, so G-R-E-E-N-C-E-N-T-S.com. And my cell, I'll throw it out there. Yeah, throw it out there. You want, you want one more call from a realtor call. today? 901-848-0496. Right, so any, anybody who's, who owns a building and needs to save dollars, any real estate guy who wants to change out the efficiency or effectiveness of their client space, they need to give Trevor a call at Green Sense. So, Thank Trevor, you. thanks again for being with us. Appreciate it. Now, let's move on to Dr. Uh, 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 Hippolyte, uh, Karen, Dr. Her- Karen Hippolyte, who is a, uh, just really working with the kids in the world out there. I know, and I don't have your bio completely in front of me today. I think I misplaced that this morning, but I met you a couple of days ago. We, you've been on our website. You, have, uh, you actually were, were at one of our events. Uh, that, yeah, just really excited about helping kids uh, to get smarter faster. Yes. Yeah. So, absolutely. and, and so I want to just let you take the reins here and go down that road about how you got involved at this level of process and what you're doing here in Atlanta to take care of some of our educational needs for our youth. Absolutely. Educational and business. And it's the, the two that we're trying to marry right now. Uh, we're trying to get um, the increase of skill ability. Innovation is driven by skill level. There is a direct correlation between the amount of skills that your employees have and the productivity that they produce, which is a direct correlation to profitability, the money that your company makes in your bottom line. So we are increasing our skill level in the 21st century that drives innovation. A little bit about my background. Um, I started as a chemist in education, then went to higher education so the academic part is uh, my wheelhouse 
But then I invented a product about three years ago that really changed my perspective on how your skill level can drive your own personal ability to increase your own net worth while increasing your ability to think. So the book that I wrote, which is a long story short about that, is called Think, Create, Innovate, STEM. We're, we're getting... We're bringing the 21st century and the workforce along with it to drive innovation. If your company doesn't have employees who are able to use the technology that is available to think critically and independently to um, manage their own emotional intelligence, there's always an opportunity for your company to grow. So the company that I founded, which is called Think STEM Technologies, we help companies to increase their employee skill level, which increases their bottom line. Well, wow, now, you, you mentioned that, that not only in the, in the youth arena, but also the adult arena and the performance. I know that you probably have spoken to some uh, groups, some symposiums. You know, talk about some of the things that people come up, come up with those wild questions about. How do they implement this to these old minds? <laughs> <laughs> well, when it comes, it has to make sense. And when you can relate to your employees and to your stakeholders, you're giving them an opportunity to buy in onto what the vision is for the organization. As your organization increases its capacity, so must the capacity of your employees and your stakeholders increase as well. There is a direct line between the skill level of your organization and the output. I like to say it like this. The soul of an organization is equal to the soul of its people. Well, it's a certainly an accumulative effect. Now, I know you've got some great case studies and some great examples. I know you've probably run, already run some book clubs to get more people educated. But give me one of those case studies about a company where you've actually seen the change in the impact of that company. Well, actually, the state of Georgia, the governor's um, high um, impact uh, initiative, it, it's based on one of the areas that the, the, the state government has seen that Georgia is a better place when we have the right amount of people because that will attract the right companies. Mm -hmm. So I in the study, the Governor's High um, Impact Initiative, he was looking at companies who wanted to change the dynamic of their employees, so things that an employer would want their uh, employee to come to the workforce with. So we're trying to create a highly qualified workforce that has the abil ability to uh, take initiative, um, to, em to manage their own emotional intelligence, to think critically, to problem solve, um, to work collaboratively, to be able to communicate. And um, we have employees, who, employers, who are communicating that their employees aren't able to write a simple email, um, to, to work together in a group without, you know, flying off the collar. It's just those 21st century skills that are needed to be able to help us because the, the world is changing. And in the 21st century, innovation is, it's going to be how we live, how we move. We're, we're, we're in the 20th century, we put a man on the moon. In the 21st century, we're creating outposts on Mars. We have um, challenges in agriculture, in defense, cybersecurity, um, medicine, uh, renewable energies. All of these industries need 21st century thinkers, and employers are looking to bring people onto into their um, community and looking to increase the capacity of their current employees by increasing their skill level. So think, create, innovate. STEM is the paradigm, the book, the, s the curriculum, the training program that um, my company, Think STEM Technologies, has, has provided 
connected with so many organizations to help them to drive up profits by bringing up the ability and the skill of their employees. Well, you know, you just gave me an interesting thought. As we look at the perspective of time, you've used the term 20th century and 21st century several times. Uh, let's take a moment and think back of the reluctance of some hard-headed people to think that just 20 years ago it was the 20th century. That's right. And in the last 20 years, and then 40 years ago and 60 years ago, for those of, of people who think about employment and uh, employee groups, people were reluctant or embarrassed to realize they could not read 60 years ago. 40 and 20 years ago, they were now beginning to be embarrassed because they couldn't write or express themselves. Now, in the last 10 years, I, I've recognized this because of the guests we have. In the last 10 years, this emotional intelligence item that you put in actually is the overlying thing. So talk about how the culture needs to change in a company so the employees that are, I'm going to use the term, over 35, the ones that are not millennials, are beginning to have to be addressed to allow and provide for a fertile ground for these changes to occur. Well, I, I think that is a perfect question. It, it stems from, just to back up a moment, when you're talking about 20th century paradigms to 21st century paradigms, those who were not willing to make the change and make the adjustment have been marginalized and will continue to be marginalized. I think um, John F. Kennedy said it best that those who don't, don't look at the past and look, don't look to the past, look to the present but won't recognize the future, something like that, will not... Um, maximize those opportunities so the future is robust with so many opportunities in renewable energies in cybersecurity, in in outer space there's a there's a um, an asteroid called uh, 16 psych that's headed toward our our, our our area right and it has 10,000 quadrillion dollars worth of iron ore on it wouldn't it be great if we had a workforce who could create a material material science is really hot right now create a material that could exit our so exit our um, atmosphere go out into the outer atmosphere into outer space collect it mine it and then bring it back those are the kinds of opportunities that we need to have people to prepare for and what, what regardless of your age or what year you graduate from college you always want to be a mindset of a lifelong learner there's always something that I could learn there's always something that I could know and by employers helping their employees to make that a cultural mindset in their business they will always be um, on the cutting edge which will always position them to be uh, profitable because being marginalized is how some companies were here yesterday and, and they're not here anymore right many of the fortune 500 companies weren't here 40 years ago and Absolutely. one of the ones that were there's i forget the number but of the fortune 50 there's only two left That's from right. 10 years ago so you know, it sounds like to me that the, the leadership is not the challenge. It doesn't sound like they're, they're getting it because they've got to continue to improve performance. It sounds like the younger people aren't the challenge because in the last 20 years, education has begun to change greatly. It does seem to me it's like that 80% in the middle that you've got to offend. So yeah. how do you get to those fertile grounds, if you will, yeah. to let them be more aware of what's opportunities out there for them and how they can contribute to making STEM more realistically and used in their company? Well, uh, my company, Think um, STEM Technologies, we have what we call uh, creating pathways of engagement to increase participation in STEM, in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and 21st century skills. What we like to do is to show that 80% how they can be relevant by involving them in the latest technologies, by giving them training tools, by giving them resources and providing them with a culture where they can be inculcated into where the world is now. 
Well, the STEM product alone with the youthful education, now we're hearing a lot about gamification. Mm -hmm. And so that is how you engage the other 60%. You almost make them where they, they want to win. That's they right. want to win. We all want to win the games, right? Absolutely. Well, Dr. Karen Hempelite, it's a pleasure to have you with us today and a pleasure to learn about education. I would have asked you about that missing letter out of STEM, which is the A for arts, but I didn't want to go there today. So wow, that's another conversation. <laughs> I know. We'll get you back day. on the show for that one. I was sitting here <laughs> thinking about going down that road, and I decided exactly not to. So how do we get in touch with you? I know you do public speaking. I know you do public seminars. I know you do consulting. I know your company's doing a lot of great things. So how do they find you, doctor? Thinkorstem.com. It's instead of sink or swim, it's thinkorstem.com. <laughs> or they can call the office at 678-412-0493. Thinkorstem.com. Very good. Well, it's a pleasure having you with us today on the Buckhead Business Show. And again, we hope to get you back to talk about the other part because how it impacts. Because we know the creativeness of an arts Absolutely. actually go into the science that we all need. Absolutely. So we've now gotten the, the, the savings for your light bulbs We've now gotten a light bulb going off in your head with STEM. <laughs> I, th I think I want to move now to talk about the great thing, which is a, the third part of the process, which is shifting our mindsets. And we've got a gentleman here today with us, Keith Scott, who is uh, an, ex an expert at that process. He is actually president and chief executive officer. Claims to have over 24 years of experience. You don't look that old. Come oh, on thank now. You very We're much. on radio today. We can, we can tune that up. And you've worked in all sectors. You've worked in nonprofits. You've worked in public and private sectors. You lead your far firm and you establish relationships and with new partnerships uh, on strategy cons consultations and um, project management oversight, which is always what good companies need because they realize they need outside expertise. Uh, you hold your Bachelor of uh, Science in Computer Science from North Carolina, ENT University. And you hold a master's from Mercer University. Thank you for being with us today. Your book, 10 Mind Shift Principles for Launching Your Own Business. Yes, well, actually, it's a, it's a research project that's going okay. to be leading towards the, the book. And we're uh, basically in the middle of, uh, our, of our research and working with, so we work with uh, various types of uh, organizations from the public sector, uh, private sector, and even business coaching with uh, you know, s uh, individuals that are aspiring to to go into uh, the field of, of entrepreneurship. Now, to be clear, entrepreneurship doesn't mean that you're just a, a business owner. It could be an executive in an organization, a larger organization. It means this individual is a driver towards the business success. They're the A in the action part, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So in our research, we, we found uh, 10 common things uh, with these individuals, and they, uh, they all share in somewhat uh, across the, the board. And also those aspiring entrepreneurs, some of the things that they, they lack aren't, aren't here listed on, 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 on this list here that I have. Uh, so we took the approach of looking at business ownership and entrepreneurship as being a passenger in your car, right? So if you're a passenger in your car, you really don't control the destination of where the driver is going. And you have to really depend that the driver is not uh, inebriated, that he knows where he's <laughs> going, and, and so forth. And some people are comfortable being in the passenger side. But for those who are not, who are, who are aspiring to lead organizations or start their own uh, firm, the common things that we found were these ten principles, and I'll go through them. Uh, first of all, you have to find your purpose. That's principle number one. Uh, when you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. You know, I, I know Amen. Uh, Amen. so many people have quoted, I, I believe the originator of that quote is probably Oprah Winfrey, uh, but so many people have used that 
statement, but it's very true. I find myself working 12 hours a day and, you know, minimal sleep. I, I, I read the quote. It said, when did it become fashionable to work 24 hours a day? <laughs> I don't know when that was, but I think the age of the entrepreneur certainly made it more in vogue. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I frequent Starbucks and uh, everyone who knows me knows that. And, uh, but we, we keep that, that going because when you love what you do, you find your purpose and you, you will succeed. Uh, the second part of that is, is, you know, plan for your success and not for your failure. So many people that I've met over the, the course of my career have aspired to, to launch a business of some form, but they kind of talk themselves out of it. I don't know if you've, you've encountered that. Uh, Although that's called a round to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I need one more thing before I can move up one a, more a, step. Exactly. And, exactly. And, you, and you don't often need that. And, and that, it never comes. Um, you, you really just have to look at the end goal, and that is to be uh, successful. And you have to believe in yourself to do that. And that's one of the characteristics that, that we found in our research. The other is surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Uh, most entrepreneurs uh, in their network are other business owners or leaders or executives in, in, in their vocation. And it really develops a support system. So I've seen people with entirely two different industry focuses or service offerings or product offers, offerings be able to share success stories or uh, lessons learned in, in doing what they've, they've, they've done throughout their career. But ultimately, they understand the conversation of leading uh, a business unit or uh, an organization. The uh, fourth is patience and perseverance. Now, Rome wasn't built in a day. This is uh, <laughs> when, you're, when you're starting your own company, oftentimes you are the CEO, you're the manager, you're the accountant, you're legal representative. I think r night. rumor has <laughs> that CEO stands for chief everything officer. How, is, that, is that pretty Absolutely. well you found that in your research? Absolutely. So it's now validated, everybody. Remember <laughs> that. You're not a CEO executive anymore you're a chief everything yes you can rubber stamp that that is correct <laughs> so that's that's where uh most individuals have to you know stay the course so you know success isn't a straight line uh trending up it, it has peaks and valleys it has setbacks and you know containing or maintaining your perseverance and uh your patience and knowing that if you stay the course that you will get uh, results successful results uh, the other, uh, another principal uh, item is uh, believe that you deserve to be successful. Uh, many people don't think that they're worthy of success, uh, and that that really has to change because you cannot succeed at anything if you do not think that you deserve to be successful at it. Uh, number f number six, principle number six is visualize. The finish line, you know, the uh, Carnegie Mellon. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the end in, in the mind. I, I think I've heard that one before. Absolutely. So, so you got you got six, seven, eight, nine. Go ahead, run through the numbers for us, so we can figure out who else, what what else might be focused on there, because we'll get a we'll run out of time before we know it. Absolutely, day. absolutely. Pri prioritize your time. Um, this is principle number seven. Uh, most successful entrepreneurs they have they plan their day. They have to do lists, uh, lead influence, lead and influence. Um, Almost all uh, entrepreneurs and, and business leaders have the ability to communicate a vision and have people uh, uh, adopt that vision and, and help with the organization to succeed. Uh, worry less about money and more about action. 
Uh, money will come if you plan properly. You can get investors and various types of investors. Mm -hmm. uh, so don't let money stop you. And then most importantly uh, is act. Uh, you have to move forward. You have to do. Is that number nine or number ten? That's that's number um, that's number ten. Okay, good. <laughs> I want to make 10. sure we Absolutely. we got to the action part of the process. Now you're doing research on this. You've uh, you, you you mentioned I mentioned the book earlier. You said you've got to, to turn this into a product that uh, people really can understand and, and digest easily. So what, what's in the future for all this good research? I mean, we certainly agree that you got to act, but you got to have a good basis so that you can manage and, and manage your results and your, uh, and your and your outcomes. Well, part of the services that our firm offers is leadership coaching, executive mm -hmm. coaching. And uh, to make a, an organization run optimally, um, you have to have good leadership. Uh, and that is a change in, in mindset where, where, where the, the good doctor said earlier is being able to see the future and see where you can lead the organization and adopt to change. Uh, this is very important for successful organizations. As you look at JCPenney's, uh, you look at uh, you know Macy's, they are being killed by Amazon. Uh, Webvan, and I don't know if you remember Webvan. Oh, I, remember web, I remember Webvan. I remember the, the, the lettuce trucks, too. You know, yeah. we, but we sometimes some ideas are before their time. Absolutely. We all know that. Well before their time. And some are here well after their time, too. <laughs> exactly. So you have to, you have to really know the, the market, where the market is currently and where the market is going. Uh, you don't want to shoot too far where you don't have the, the enough early adopters to buy your product or service. But you also have to be that type of leader that can see the future and lead the organization to that through that change. Well, and grow the and grow the team because Absolutely. Some, you you mentioned one of your items. I forget the number. Patience, a number three or four back there, as I remember. Uh, recruiting a patient team versus in impatient team will certainly determine your success. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Through no fault of your own, except for the choice you made early. So, how do people use this tool, and how do they get in touch with you? And do you do some public seminars on this? What's happening in the mind in the mind change world for you? Yeah, so we do some uh, public speaking. Um, we do individual business coaching. We do uh, meeting facilitation. Uh, if anyone's interested, you can reach me at four zero four six nine two five 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 two or email me at keith.scott at klscottassociates.com. Um, and, we, and we can definitely do an initial consultation to, to, to assist uh, organizational change. Well, I do believe some of these companies will be calling in to shift their mindset a little bit. Uh, you've certainly given us some good ideas of this, uh, one through ten steps to get that done. I do hope that the marketplace is, uh, is ready for some of this, and I think it could be applied throughout all of our process as the leaders look at how to improve their use of their buildings through better lighting, as we, as we look at how do we improve the education in our companies, as we certainly look at the planned growth. So, again, this is three good guests this morning. It's a pleasure to have you with us. I'm Michael Moore from the Buckhead Business Show, and if you live, work, love, or just need to be in Buckhead for Saturday night, come on down and visit us in our community. The Buckhead Business Association is a 65-year-old organization that was founded in 1951 right here in our neighborhood just to figure out exactly what Buckhead needed to be in the future. So we were a little futuristic, but that was well before Atlanta had uh, annexed us in the Department of Community, so it was like living in the country uh, that many years ago. We meet on Thursday mornings, three, uh, three, three weeks of the month, for a morning meeting at the City Club, and we also then meet uh, once a month for an after-hours event. So I encourage you to be my guest come down and hear our speakers and maybe some of you might be one of some of our public speakers that we put on the stage on the thursday morning meeting so again i'm michael moore so it's a pleasure to have you keith scott talk about the um, uh, mind shift process that we all need to do trevor with our lighting and certainly not least 
Dr. Karen Heppelite, this is exciting to know that there are ways to actually transfer all this knowledge Absolutely. into the marketplace yes. and bring it forth with our youth as well as our younger adults to get back to the people who may be a little more set in their ways and need to understand growth. Okay. And I'm looking forward to that. Um, how many hundred million tons of iron ores out there? 10,000 quadrillion, if you, can think, if you can think about that. I, I, I was thinking about that large meteorite that's coming toward Earth. It's that big, uh, as we're seeing all I the I think that was your last bank deposit, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. 10 million thousand tons of what again? <laughs> quadrillion, quadrillion. <laughs> Woo, yeah, yeah. That's a whole bunch. So, again, for, for Rich Casanova, Michael Moore, the, Bu the Buckhead Business Show, and, of course, Pro Business Channel, we appreciate you being with us today, and we look forward to seeing you again same time on this station. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.